you went out hunting and somebody got hurt and you didn't know what to do. Hi, my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be your host today on Arch Talk 101. And as you probably figured out, we're going to be talking about uh, hunter safety and first aid. What can you do if somebody gets injured? You know, hunting can provide many opportunities and types of uh, injuries. You know, being prepared uh, is your best defense against disabling injuries or even life-threatening accidents. Knowing some basic first aid and using common sense when in the wild can save both life and limb. Uh, one of the things that is good to know, whether you're hunting or any place else, is CPR. Uh, if you don't know CPR, you might want to learn it. Uh, you can call your local hospital, EMS, fire department uh, to find out when and where you can attend community CPR classes. Uh, sometimes they might be free or small cost, but the price to you pay for that would be nothing compared to saving somebody's life. You never know when you may need to perform CPR on a friend, family member, or even a stranger. Uh, a few hours of your time could save life uh, someday. Many CPR classes offer basic first aid classes as well. Uh, you'll want to check with your local provider, whoever you're going to get your CPR class, and see if this option is available uh, before registering for the class. Uh, safety rules during a crisis. You know, if something happens, you, you need you need to have some basic ideas. Think about it, plan it, talk about it, rehearse it prior to then. And the first rule of safety during a crisis may sound kind of selfish, but it's important. Uh, just like the airlines say, put your mask on first before anybody else. You want to take care of yourself first. Uh, check the scene of an accident for unsafe conditions. Uh, make sure the area is safe for yourself and bystanders before beginning first aid. You want to make sure you're safe. You don't want to become part of the problem uh, when the emergency shows up. The reason behind this this rule is, is that you become injured or incapacitated. You can't help anyone else. If you become injured, rescue workers arriving on the scene will then have, have you as an added victim to care for it. So make sure that you're safe. Um, seconds uh, make a, dig, a big difference in a crisis, but take a few beforehand to ensure that you will be able to provide help that is needed. Once again, take care of yourself first. Make sure that you have what you need so that you're safe. Then you can provide care for somebody else. Now, your basic first aid, you know, healthcare personnel is taught the ABCs of first aid, airway, breathing, circulation. Now, your first concern is what, whether an accident victim has clear airway. If the mouth or throat is, is blocked by blood, water, objects, um, tend to this matter first. If the airway is blocked, they're not going to be able to breathe, uh, which is the second part. Uh, next, you want to see if the victim is breathing or is in danger of ceasing to breathe. You, know, you want to check all that out. Uh, the brain and vital organs cannot last long without oxygen, uh, providing uh, rescue breathing if necessary. So if they can't breathe on their own, you might need to provide it for them. So take a look at that. Uh, then check for the heart rate. You know, you check your, your heart rate. See if you have a heartbeat. If any injuries, um, you know, maybe seep in blood or anything else, apply pressure to the areas that are bleeding with a clean cloth if possible. Uh, the important thing is to uh, first stop the bleeding. If possible, make sure it's a clean cloth. Don't use a dirty one. 
and that's just going to contaminate the area. But use whatever it takes to get it stopped. Uh, don't be afraid to press hard. If there are others present who are able to assist you, ask them to help in applying pressure to a wound. Um, if the bleeding is profuse, profuse then you want to look at the wound. Is it located on arm or leg? Uh, you might be able to use your belt or a section of a rope to wrap around the limb to secure it tightly to restrict blood flow to the injured area and slow the bleeding. You know, this is called a tourniquet. Now, remember, the tourniquet, if not applied correctly, can cause damage as well. So you want to make sure in your first aid training, you have the proper training on how to put a tourniquet on. If not, you're going to have to do the best you can and make sure that when the first aid arrives, you let them know what you've done and what they can take care of it. Uh, you, you always want to call for help. You know, that's that's the big thing is you, you aren't going to be able to take care of it all yourself because you, you're going to have trouble transporting them or, or control them. And they do need uh, proper medical treatment. You know, after you have controlled uh, breathing and provided uh, initial round of CPR, call for help and continue CPR until rescue workers arrive. Performing CPR, CPR can be exhausting if others are available to help. Uh, perform a two-person CPR or trade-off task frequently to prevent, you know, you from becoming exhausted. Uh, there again, if the other person is not trained, you're, you're going to have to uh, use them however they, they can. You're going to have to instruct them what, what you want them to do. Uh, if you or another hunter falls from a tree stand, uh, we had a, a talk about this a while back on tree stand safety pass where a lot of your hunters, bow hunters are going to get injured is falling from a tree stand. Um, if that, or if they're from an elevated area on a platform or or anything like that, it, it's elevated. Uh, the first thing you do, do not move them until you've checked to see if there's no spinal injuries. You know, if you if you just are just turn them over and they have a spinal injury, you can make that a permanent injury instead of maybe just something that's inconvenient for several months. Now, moving a person who has a spinal injury can cause the shattered bones to cut through the spinal cord and result in paralysis. You know, that's that's where you don't want to move them because that's what can happen. Uh, ask the fall victim to move their fingers and toes only. They'll try and move the whole body. Just can they move their fingers and can they move their toes? You know, that's a good sign if they can do that, that they still have function of those. But that don't mean you, you can just hurry up and move them. You know, if they're unable to, now then for sure they have a spinal injury uh, and you, you have to have special care in moving that person, you know, because there is an injury. So you have to make sure it's immobilized. You know, at that point, you might want to take and make sure, you know, they don't move, they stay calm. And when help arrives, professional help, you know, the EMTs, they're going to know exactly how to treat this person. When they get on the scene, say, okay, they can't move their toes or their fingers or whatever it is. And that'll let them know about, you know, where the injury could be, and they'll know how to handle it. Uh, now, if they're bleeding uh, profusely, you know, where, you know, it's got something that ju it'll just stop on their own, uh, leave them in the position they're in and, and get help. You're going to have to try and control that bleeding without moving them. So that's what you want to take a look at. Now, if they can move their fingers and toes, now this is a point where 
you don't suspect the spinal injury, but there could still be one. So you want to gently turn them over onto their back. You know, if they're not already on, on that position, if that position, great, because you don't have to move them. Now you want to turn them as if they were a log, which means keep the head, the legs, the torso all lined stiff as you roll them. That way, if there is an injury, you're keeping it aligned. Uh, you know, if there is a, is a crack in the spine or something, you want to make sure that that moves as one big unit, not two separate ones. Uh, this will prevent any, any compression on the spinal cord should the vertebrae, you know, protecting the spinal cord be compromised. So that's what you want to make sure is, is you don't cause an injury by trying to help them with the injuries they do have. Some falls and spinal injuries that affect the neck area can also result in a person not being able to breathe on their own. So if this happens, you, you must provide rescue breathing for them until help arrives. And once again, once you start help, you need to keep doing it until help arrives. Uh, using farm safety and common sense, um, like avoiding aggressive animals, go a long way to preventing hunting accidents. Uh, you want to know what's in the area. You know, educate yourself and hunt with others. Always tell someone where you will be hunting and when you will return. You know, keep safe in the woods. You know, it's everyone's responsibility. For sure, you do your part. Now, once again, I'm not a medical professional, so this is just, you know, stuff I've learned, you know, in courses I've taken. I've taken some first aid courses and CPR and, and a lot of those things. But, you know, this is something that you need to think about. You know, what are you going to do if you get hurt or somebody gets hurt? How can you help them? If you haven't had any training at all, then you may not know what to do. So you want to make sure that you get through looking at what are the possibilities and prepare for them. You know, don't expect something's going to happen. Don't dwell on what's going to happen. You know, just have that prepared in the back of your mind. Plan on, you know, everything going just fine. But when something does go wrong, you want to be prepared. You want to have some idea of what's going on. You know, one, one of the things you want to do is when you're out hunting is want to make sure that you have the proper training on the equipment you're using. Now, this being an archery channel, mostly focusing on archery, you want to make sure you know your equipment, know how to use it correctly. You know, use it, you're shooting a bow, you know, with improper technique or form you know, can cause problems. You know, you can, you know, wrong grip, you can be turning and next thing you know, you derail the string and now you get slapped on there. You know, you can have an injury that way that you might need to take care of. You know, one of the things to do is make sure you check out your equipment. And one of the ways that you can make sure that you have your equipment checked out is join the Archer Talk 101 Facebook group. There we have uh, archery instructors as well as uh, bow techs in there that can take a look at your situation, give you ideas and suggestions on, on what you can do to, to fix a problem or uh, solve a, a problem that you're, you're having. Uh, the, other, the other thing you can do is get yourself some coaching uh, to, so you know how to you know, shoot your best so you can make that good shot. And I offer a free 50-minute consultation call to anybody that would like to see if coaching might be for them. Uh, I have a link in the description on here. Uh, below that was give you a form to fill out to apply for that 15 minute consultation call to see if our, you know coaching might be for you you know it might be it might not we won't know 
We'll get on that free 15-minute call, and we'll find out. Uh, the other place you can get some information is on archtalk101.com. That website has a lot of information out there as well. If I review a product, there'll be a review out there for it. If I have links to the products uh, where, where you can get them, I'll put those in there. At times, I'll have those. But that's the three main sources that you can go to for that. Now, if you want to look for first aid classes, you know, you know, go to your, your local fire department and say, hey, I'm interested in, in learning more about first aid, or CPR, and talk to them. Uh, go to the hospital and find out. Or, or call your local, um, uh, you know, first aid areas, you know, your any place that, that handles, you know, first aid products. You know, if you have some place that sells, that focuses on uh, first aid supplies, go to them and, and ask them. There are a lot of places you can go out and look for places to get your uh, supplies because, you know, you should have really have some supplies with you. When I go hunting, I do carry uh, a basic first aid kit. You know, you're out you're out hunting. It's not unusual to get a cut or a scrape, and it's easy just to, you know, throw a Band-Aid on it, keep, keep it clean. Uh, you know, just the basic first aid kit is there. Don't have to be a big, massive one trauma kit or anything, but if you can carry one of those, those even be better because now you're prepared for any situation, you know, whether it be a scratch that you want to get covered up uh, or, you know, something made where it's a bigger cut, you know, that all be, need to be prepared for that. So once my name is Roy Canterbury, and I have been your host today on Archer Talk 101, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>